to Blast from the Arsenal. Hello Gooners and thank you for joining us on the Groundhog Day podcast where a Thursday night victory in the Europa League for Arsenal is always followed by a Sunday evening draw or loss. Of course I'm joking and whether by choice or by accident you've downloaded an episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. I'm your host Angelo and joining me as ever is the man who finds the light in the darkest of places, it's Diddley. How are you Diddley? Yeah I need a torch today mate, I'm struggling. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll do some uh, we'll do some counselling very soon, and you can tell me all about it, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, listeners, well, that's don't... what this is for, isn't it? It is. It is. It's our sanctuary to get away from yeah. the real world, the pain that is supporting Arsenal. Um, as I was saying, listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Diddly, as ever, what is the social media handle that they need to look for? At Blast Arsenal Pod. It is Same indeed. Every week. It is indeed. And you know what? Where else can they find our episodes? On YouTube. It is. It is on YouTube. They just need to search for Blast from the Arsenal and, of course, subscribe to our channel. Uh, right. There's my big sigh because it, uh, it definitely <laughs> is a Groundhog Day. But uh, we'll get on to uh, yesterday's match in just a moment. But, of course, we want to lighten the mood before we dampen it. We have what is called a shit sandwich. Start with something good, put something horrible in the middle, and we'll try and finish on a happy note. So uh, we haven't got just one. We haven't got just two. We've got three tweets of the week, haven't we? We have, yeah, because we we need them this week. So let's do tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Right. Let's go with tweet of the week. Uh, And as I said, we've got three. We've got three great ones. Right. First one is from at Lord underscore. No, I've done him a disservice. I'm going with Lord Bentner. It's not Lord Bentner. It's at Leno underscore Lord. You know why through me? Because his name's Lord Leno on here. His, his handle's the other way around. Anyway, you heard of, um, this is me talking, not the tweet. You've heard of, I think it's called Behind Sports. Behind Sports. I'm going to go Behind Sports just to mix it up. They're, um, they're like an Arabic or european or something version of sky sports basically yeah you know i'm talking about so the tweet says no way the beeline sports host just called lacazette lack a threat (laughs) 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 which which is funny although i have to admit i i didn't think he did too badly in yesterday's game but um good stuff good stuff lord Lord leno that was a good tweet that was a good tweet of the week Diddley, you've got one? Sums up. I have, yeah. Um, so we put out uh, after the match, uh, what are your reactions to, to the game? And one of the responses from at Darren Dupree, just six poo emojis. <laughs> just, <laughs> I thought that was fun. That was really uh, Basically, sums it all up, really, doesn't it? Yeah, 11, yeah. Should have been. All right, and final tweet of the week this week comes from at Andy Cake Baker, but his name on here is Andy underscore Gooner underscore Golfer. So this guy has a lot of hobbies. His tweet is legendary. It says, when Arteta was appointed, I was as happy as a wee lad with two willies. When we won the FA Cup and Charity Shield, I was a walking boner. Twelve months later on, I need blue pills just to turn the TV on. (laughs) Which is... uh, you know, it just sums up perfectly the current situation that we find ourselves in. It's not fun to watch 
and uh, there's nothing exciting about it. So good work, people. There's your three tweet of the week. Tweets of the week, yeah. Tweets of the week, yes, plural, plural. Right, let's get on to <laughs> the disaster match that was Burnley, Arsenal Burnley at home, 7.15 p.m. UK time, um, lost 1-0. The result of that um, compounding loss left us in, what, 15th position? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something like just what, above four, Brighton. Yeah, four points above the relegation zone, which is not something I ever thought I'd hear myself say in my lifetime. Um, diddly, get that mm. torch out. Get that torch yeah. out. Show, show me, show me the way. Oh uh, yeah, where do we start? Um, I guess maybe the sort of the big talking point of the match uh, we could start with. Um, Hector Bellerin took a decent throw in. <laughs> yes yeah both feet on the ground and uh he's on course for a new personal best of two games in a row not yeah. having had a uh foul throw all jokes aside that probably was the biggest highlight of the match um yeah obviously i'm, I'm talking about the shaka sending off i guess yeah. uh kind of not not changed the game but i mean obviously didn't do us any favors we were sort of on the up uh Made creating some sort of half chances. Nick Pope had to pull off a few saves, didn't he? And yeah. yeah. It looked like we were maybe pushing for the win and until that happened, really, and kind of screwed the pooch. <laughs> That's not a phrase here very often, but it did. It did screw the pooch. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Never heard it, but I'm going to use it. Um, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. We were finding momentum and building yeah. into the game and um you know our stats would would back that up but as soon as Xhaka did a Xhaka it it changed completely didn't it you know it completely Mm. changed what Uh, a knobhead I just uh, I was talking to someone about this earlier today as I was moaning about it and I thought I wonder whether Sean Dyche did a Sean Dyche and was a bit clever and sort of said you know what get in his ear get in his ear because he's the one that will react you know, he's the one that will will come for a fight with you if you antagonise him enough. I wonder whether that was part of the game plan because obviously Burnley are a big physical side. Um, you know, they've, they've got some big strong players. We mentioned that last week in our preview, and I just wonder because it was it was such a nothing incident, wasn't it? Well, it was a blatant foul, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and definitely a book in. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just sort of a bit of a scuffle, isn't it? And then he just overreacts to sort of getting tripped up or pushed over or something. Um, but it's just stupid. You can't do it now. And he, he's just, uh, I just can't stand his personality. Yeah. He's a bit of a coward, a bit of a baby, a bit of a spoilt brat, I think. Yeah. He's not a leader. Well, this is is something I was just about to say. Um, He lost the captaincy and he fought so hard to get it back as a vice captain, as a third captain, whatever you want to call him. And it's like, you've just lost your chance again, surely. 
surely, you know, Arteta spoke about non-negotiables at the beginning of the season. And all right, that was probably more to do with um, attitude on the pitch in terms of trying hard. But you can't set those sort of examples as a senior player and expect to still be considered an important first team member. You know, and, and some some really good uh, points made by fans. He grabbed him by the throat and that's what got him sent off. Guendouzi did something very similar against Brighton and uh, pretty much shipped out, weren't he, after that, you know? So, yeah. And he's been lucky, really, that, that he's even getting in to the side. His performances haven't been good of late, uh, mm. if at all, this season, really. Um, I just think Arteta's made a bad call on relying on him week in yeah. week out. Yeah. Uh, I think from what I've heard, we had the chance to sell him in January. I January, think, I think. When yeah, uh, right. Arteta came in originally, we should have fucking chips. just done it and got rid because he's not an Arsenal player. Like in the sense of, how he carries himself and 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 his attitude towards the club. Mm. Did you hear the Patrice Evra comments after the game? Yeah, uh, I did. I did, but I didn't buy into the fact that it was solely aimed at Shaka. Do you, you know what I mean? I feel I like so. maybe it was just aimed at whoever was just in the side. current Arsenal squad. Yeah. Almost. I mean, it could well have been, but you'd have to ask Thierry, I guess. You would. So for anyone that's missed it, I'm going to try and find the, uh, the quotes. But um, Patrice, Patrice? Patrice Evra was a um, pundit, wasn't he, on the uh, Sky Sports at the match or during the match and uh, he's sort of broken the unwritten rule that some stuff that should should stay private um but uh, yeah talking about the arsenal performance and in particular granite jacker everest said cherry Henry invited me over to uh, his house to watch the arsenal match one day uh and uh, he turned on the tv and the first image that he saw on the screen was granite jacker leading out arsenal none returned off the tv so uh, Everett said, well, what happened? And Omri allegedly said, I can't watch my team and Xhaka being the captain. And we didn't watch the game. And that tells you what the legends of Arsenal think about Xhaka. So th- those are the quotes of Patrice Evra. I've got to be honest, I could kind of understand if... I, I could imagine Omri saying that because Omri's a winner. And you've got to think about the team that he played in. And mm. the team as it is now. And he obviously he loves the club. He's got a massive affiliation still with the club. And you have to wonder, is he looking at that? And, and he, you know, was that the action of somebody that has a lot of love for the club and recognises the quality that we no longer have versus where he feels we should be? Mm. Uh, I, I get your point. Maybe Xhaka was leading out the team at the time, but it could be a reflection on the whole squad versus one individual. Mm. Um, 
Arteta's coming from criticism, though, hasn't he? Because he keeps playing the same players, and we've spoken about this, keeps playing the same yeah. players without getting results. So, to name a few, Aubameyang, I know he's the captain, and he's our best goal scorer, but he hasn't scored a goal in God knows how many games now. Mm. Um, William Xhaka is obviously one that we've spoken about. Um, and Bellerin is the other one that's kind of in the firing line, who's your, your boy, your boy Bellerin. Yeah. Um, who was subbed off, wasn't he? He was subbed off, After yeah. the red card, and went down to 10 men. Initially, we subbed off um, Lacazette, I think, and I can't remember who we brought on. Um, but then later into the second half... Tobias. Tobias, you're right, thank you. And then uh, later in the second half, Bellerin went off and Ainsley Maitland-Niles came in. Mm-hmm. Breed anything into that, or do you think that was tactical? A uh, bit more energy, a bit of legs, fresh legs. Uh, you know, Maitland-Niles brings that athleticism to the side when he's when he's in it. And obviously, Bellerin misses the next game uh, against Southampton because he got booked. So, yeah, you're right. you know, maybe it's just uh, to get him used to just bring him in early, bring yeah. him in early, say, look, you're yeah. in now. You're in for the next game as well. So... Yeah. Okay. Did you think Bellerin played badly or? Uh, up until the, like I said, up until the red card, I actually thought that they all played, you know, relatively well. We weren't blowing them away, but we were slowly creating chances and growing into the game with confidence. And you could kind of feel like, oh, do you know what? If we had a full Emirates there, they'd be sucking the ball into the net. And you could kind of tell that we missed that. But I've heard other grounds with 2,000 people in them making a lot more noise than the fans that were at the Emirates. Yeah, I noticed. It was quiet. Yeah, and it's almost like, look, the players are playing shit at the minute, but they need that support. They need that do-it-for-us kind of Mm. vocals. Um, So I thought everyone kind of played poor, if I'm honest, but I felt until the red we were better than them. Yeah, we had spells even afterwards where we sort of, you know, kept the ball quite well, I thought. Um, But again, just not doing enough with it and we've paid the price. Yeah, it was very much same old, same old, wasn't it? Um, Do you want to talk about the goal? It's all one note. It's all down the wings, you know, nothing through the middle. Uh, It's predictable. It's boring. Crosses. To be honest, mate, I've had more enjoyable hangovers than watching <laughs> Arsenal at the moment. <laughs> yeah. It's it's um, it's a tough place. And do you know what? Just to compound some extra misery um, whilst we're at it, let's, let's do it. We have obviously qualified for the next round of the Europa League. Today we actually drew Benfica, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the weird uh, thing about this now is that that won't take place until the new year, uh, which means we don't actually have the Thursday feel-good factors anymore, do we? So it's an out-and-out Premier League campaign for us until I think yeah. probably was it early in the new year where you start the FA Cup next rounds again. Yeah. Um, well, we've got the League Cup. It's League Cup, is it? Right. Okay. No, yeah. we've got the League Cup. I think against Manchester City soon. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, just like you got an easy confidence victory um, 
Uh, and obviously on Wednesday we're playing Southampton, aren't we? Yeah. Um, which you know we'll, they're sitting in fourth at the moment, so that's not going to be a yeah, it won't an easy game. Um, and again, another absolutely ridiculous kickoff time of 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. I just don't get what um, madness. What is the what is the logic in that? No. Really there, isn't, there isn't any. I no. mean, if imagine and all the fans were able to visit the ground and none yeah. of this COVID nonsense was going on. Not that it's nonsense, but um, 7.15 on a Sunday. Now, Arsenal-Burnley, not that I feel sorry for Burnley fans, but they've got to come a long way on a Sunday, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then a long way home. Yeah, for work the next day, and it's just like just for just for the TV. I think they're squeezing in as much as they can because they've lost a lot of money. Mm. As simple as that. Well, and but it's anyway. like it's like we always say though, if you win a, the last game on on the weekend, if you win it, it sets you up brilliant for the the week because you're like, yes, nice. Like Monday morning, shit, I gotta go to work, gotta go to school, gotta go to college, whatever. But at least my team won. And we haven't had that for God knows how long now. So, um, in fact, the form table shows us in the last five games, we've lost four and drew one. Uh, yeah. That draw was against Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, minus five goal difference. And I think most fans do this. You look at how many points you've got and you think, right, if we win the next one and everyone else drops, where can we get to? Well, mm. if we, we're on 13 points, so if that scenario happens, we can only go up one space because um, Wolves are on 17 points and we're on 13. We're in a shit show at the moment. And the only good thing I can think about all of this is that Sheffield United, one of our relegation <laughs> uh, one of our relegation um, competitors, if that's the right phrase to use, uh, they're, they're, you know, they haven't won a game all season. So there's one space that we don't need to worry about, I don't think. Mm. Um, but really, really bad, bad situation, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, and you'd like, you know, it's good we've got a game coming Wednesday, I think, because they've got a chance to get three points on the board quickly and maybe get some momentum going. But I mean, that's a, it's going to be a big ask to 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 do that because Southampton are on on form. They're like you said, a fourth, I think, in the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we just look like we cannot score a goal. Like we're not even getting any like luck. Nothing's dropping. You know, I think uh, Tierney had a chance. It was on his yes. right foot. Yeah. Uh, Saka had a chance on his right foot. Bamyang had a header that he was kind of just a little bit behind him. So couldn't get any power. And you just think you just want one to just bobble in or off someone's shin or, or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then maybe go from there. But they must be wondering what what's going on um, themselves, you know. Yeah, and then when Aubameyang does score, it's in the wrong net. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that. What happened there? Well, uh, it, to be fair, you know, the guy takes a good corner, unlike ourselves. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. no, normally we're you know we've been good on these corners and set pieces all season. We haven't conceded. Uh, El Nenny did his best to get sent off um, and was very lucky, I thought. Yes, you're right. I thought that was in the box. I hadn't realised it was out of the box. And um, he literally 
smashed him in the face, didn't he? I can't remember who he was fighting with. Pretty much. Went, remember, but... Yeah, just kind of tried to palm him off. I mean, Graham Soonis was livid. <laughs> Did you see his... <laughs> God. I mean, anyway. But yeah, I mean, what what was he doing there? I mean, it's just, I think they're all frustrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of them with themselves, some of them with each other, possibly. Yeah. Um, that was before the goal. I, I, it, yeah, because that yeah, because they're doing things that just seem crazy and out of character. Yeah, and then obviously uh, the corner gets whipped in by Burnley, and you always yeah, want to beat yeah. your first man. And unfortunately, the first man was Bamiang, who went to yeah, head it yeah. clear, skimmed off the top of his head, and went into the opposite corner to where Leno was. So yeah. you know, you, you you can't save that, and there's no chance. It's just unfortunate, but it's just. Um, in keeping with the, the situation we're in, in terms of that that run of bad luck, um, I guess to cut to the chase, are you still Arteta in or Arteta out at this point? Because oh, we're going there already. Yeah, we? we are. And the reason I ask that is I'm still Arteta in because I think, mm. I, you know, I think God could come into this team and not be able to do anything with it because it's still a shit team. You know, you can only work with what you got. Um, uh, and it makes last season look like he massively overachieved because it was the same squad, effectively, uh, and, and we won two trophies. But I'm still Arteta in because I think he needs time to get rid of the dead wood, get rid of the bad energy and some of the players that are still with us. Ozil's never going to play again, yet he's, he's still around, and that can't create a good atmosphere, can it? Um, no, and he's, uh, he's popular with a lot of the players. Yeah. By yeah. all accounts, and... Yeah, you know, it can start a divide. Yeah. Do you yeah. think there is one? Um. Yeah, I, I think yeah. there probably is. Um, yeah, I do. If you look at it like this, Ozil is obviously a, a massive figurehead in that team. Say what you want, he's probably our longest service pl- serving player now, and um, uh, he, he, he's still a world class player for all his faults. In the right team, he's still a world class player. He's then out of the team, so that creates a division against Arteta immediately. But he's very, very close friends with Kolasinac, who's also not in the team. So there's like a bad rumbling there. And they're both friends with um, Mustafi, who's in and out of the team. So he's kind of then got his feet in both camps. And it's like, were you with us or you're against us? You know, who are you with? Um, and I feel like that's one little click. Maybe Socrates thrown in there as well. Maybe Defenders Union with um, with Mustafi. But then I feel like there's the other two clicks. One is a Brazilian click. You can quite clearly see that. Mm. And the other is probably the HLM boys. And then it's every other man for himself kind of here, there and everywhere. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just the way I see it. But like I said, I'm still on tether in. I think he needs at least this transfer window and see where we get to in the summer to reflect. What about you? Um, I have to say that my faith is waning slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am still Arteta in, but only really because I don't feel it's all his own doing. I think he's not been helped with certain situations. Um He's come into an absolute mess of a club from the top to the bottom. Uh, 
like you say, there's still so many sort of deadwood players that should have they should have tried harder to get rid of in the yeah. summer. Yeah. Because um, I just feel that it's causing problems having them around. Um, and the irony is a lot of them are going to leave on a free, which makes it even worse. Yeah, and you just think, why not just why didn't they just bite the bullet and get that done? Yeah. Or well, if they're going in the summer and you've no intention of playing them, pay them um, off now. Get them out of the, the squad. Yeah, he's 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 paying for that, and um, it's been a difficult year with uh, COVID. It's been, you know, financially hard for the club. I think uh, for all clubs, but um, particularly us, because you know we don't really put a hand in our pocket, so to speak. And you know. There are there are issues on the other side of the coin where I feel he hasn't helped himself in certain situations. Maybe he's burned one too many bridge. Um, you know he's had to deal with Gwendozi, uh, obviously the Ozil thing, and you know now I'm hearing Louise as well. David Louise is yeah. there's some friction there, um, and you know one. Once, once you start losing players and they have an influence, you know, at club in with the other players, it can spell trouble. Yeah, yeah. And he just he hasn't helped himself either with some of his selections. I think. Yeah, his blind faith has been too too much of a, an issue for him because, you know, when he first started, we were both very excited about the fact that he'd laid down the law. And uh, yeah. you could see that if players weren't performing, it was out, next person's coming in because you're not doing well enough. And that kind of drove that hunger. And we were like, oh, this is awesome. You know, no one's sitting on their laurels. Now, you know, William could take a shit in the middle of the pitch and he'd still get picked. You know, it's as one example, you know, it's like some players just doesn't matter what they're going to play. Oh, I wish William was that productive, Andrew, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I don't get the the William thing. It's not working for him at the minute, and it's not to say he's a bad player, um, because you know I think when he signed, it looked like apart from the fact that it was for three years, it looked like a pretty good deal. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah, an experienced player who Chelsea wanted to keep you know, for a change. It wasn't just one they wanted to get rid of. Yeah. And Got him on a freebie. He, we thought he would add some goals, some creativity. And yeah. I don't know. He's been an absolute disaster so far. And yeah. It's hard to believe that someone that cost absolutely fuck all for a transfer fee is has actually, you know, been that bad. Do you think that's half the problem? You know, like they say, when, when you've got a massive price tag on your shoulders it it can sometimes weigh you down do you think he's got the opposite whereby there's no fans in there to give him any stress and um he could because he costs nothing maybe he doesn't feel that pressure because it's like well you didn't pay anything for me so what do i care i'm I'm sure he's not like that i i can't imagine any if many professionals 
act and think that way but you know i, I wonder whether it's mm. almost the reverse the reason i mentioned the do you back or sack arteta is at the same point last season emery lost if, if i'm not mistaken emery lost three games arsenal mm-hmm. lost three games at this point last season and he was sacked and arsenal have now lost seven games this season and it's like well i'm gonna stick with you do, do you think what we've just said about the team, the squad, do you think maybe Emery was harshly treated because he was kind of seen as this comedy persona because of the whole good evening thing amongst others? Uh, Did he get the respect he deserved? Because uh, he, he, it wasn't working for him. Um and I get what he's saying. He's got the same problems. He, he he had, but it just felt like he kept changing, going back and forwards with Ozil, and I think he lost a lot of respect from some of the players. And apparently, they used to take the piss behind behind yes. his back. Yeah. Or you know, not even behind his back to his face. Yeah. He didn't really know what was going on. Um, no, I, I think. Uh, I think you're probably right, and and we do need to stick with Arteta for now. I, I, yeah. I do believe he's a good coach. Um, I think he's taken on maybe a bit too much. Yeah, he could do with some help, and making him manager maybe you know doesn't look like it was the 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 best option because I think he should have maybe just stuck to being the coach of the football team and got some more football people in behind him yeah. to back him up. Well, he's got Steve Rowley as his assistant. Who is that his name, Steve Rowley? Sure it is, Round. Yeah. Steve Round, sorry, yes, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Who was assistant manager to David Moyes at United, assistant manager to Steve McLaren with England. Oh, and nice. they're, Not they're, boding they're, well so far, go on. Well, it's not, no. This is the thing, he's kind of... Uh, it's not really worked out in most places that he's gone with the sounds of it. And obviously they would say that's his fault, but um, you know, you want to surround yourself with successful people and they kind of make you successful as well. And I just wonder whether the team he's chosen is, I don't know. Well, you know, about then what leverage does he have when you're a rookie coach? Yeah. And he's got rookie coaches in with him, hasn't he? He's got sort of young forward thinking coaches and, It's hard to pin it on one one sort of thing, thing isn't it? One uh, problem. It is. However, I want to give us both a pat on the back because I still think we're right with one thing, and that is that at the beginning of the season, we were playing three at the back. We had two wing backs, and we were playing more freely going forward mm. because if you play with three at the back, you then got an extra man, really, haven't you? And we were hitting people on the counter-attack. We were soaking up the pressure, hitting them. We got pace in our team, you know, till we're blue in the face. When you think about it, we've got so much pace in our team, and yet having somehow going to a back four seems to have screwed us over, I think. I don't know about you, but it just feels like that's kind of been the issue, and it almost feels like we're forcing it too much instead of going, you know what, rip the script up, let's go back to basics. When we were good, what were we doing? We'll go back mm. to doing that. 
and and it just feels like we're not we're not doing those basic things that got us to where we were in the first place so it's just my opinion we go on, mate we about to say something uh no i mean look i i do agree with you that it's the i love it when you agree with me did we? Thing, go on. yeah we did well we kind of wanted for it at the back didn't we and then we got yes. it it's not and worked, it's not worked. Um, and I think that's down to two things: Thomas Party being not readily available for the for the most part um, from a lot of games, and then not getting that creative player in to play in the same side. Yeah, I think it would have made a bit of a difference. Yeah, but yeah. Why why he stuck with it and trying to play Lacazette in like a a deeper role is is very strange. Yeah. Are you, trying, are you ready for some stats? Yeah. You know I love a stat, don't you? Yeah. So, here we go. Arsenal managed more shots tonight versus Burnley, I say tonight, yesterday, than against any other opponent in a Premier League game under Mikel Arteta. So, that's got to give us some hope. It ended shit. And it ended that way. I'm going to blame it on Xhaka because the game changed when he went off. So, I don't know. Is there something to read into that? However, <laughs> however, this is an unwanted record. Leicester hadn't won away at Arsenal since 1973 before this season. They won. Wolves have not won since 1979. They won. Burnley hadn't won away at the Gunners since 1974. They won. And here's one for you. Southampton haven't won away in the league at Arsenal since 1987. And who did we say were playing on Wednesday? Mm. Well, they, you know, if you need a goal, you know, come to the Emirates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is the festive season of generosity at the moment. Um, We'll even help you score them. Right. We did get some questions. Um, (laughs) So, Tiddly, shall we read them out? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to just touch on something before we go yeah, on to the questions. Right, and right, I'm sure there will be one about Shaka, but um, just obviously it was a stupid thing that he did. Um, similar to Pepe, Arteta yep. was scathing of Pepe. Um, yep. What did you make of his response to uh, to Shaka's red card? Um, now, I did my classic thing of being so pissed off, I turned the telly off afterwards to not watch the post-match reaction. But I have seen snippets of it, which basically said words to the effect of, and correct me if I'm wrong here, he's kind of let the team down. Was it Was it something along those kind of lines? Oh, that sounds quite an obvious thing to say. Yeah, regards, yeah but, pretty much. Um, fill, fill me in and anyone else that missed it. What, what did he actually say? Do you know? Uh... Oh, I'll put you on the spot there. <laughs> yeah, you'd think I'd have done my research, but um, well, what he actually, yeah, he was asked the question. You know, you were pretty uh, sort of harsh with Pepe afterwards. You know, how does this compare? And he said it was unacceptable, and in many ways it was worse because of you know knowing the situation. So, yeah, oh, right. Uh, as of uh, well tonight, I don't think there's been any sort of apology from Shaka on on social no, media for, for what he did uh i think he owes one yeah um, yeah you're right i can only imagine uh, I still, I, the abuse he's getting yeah i mean he didn't apologize um last time did he for throwing the shirt and 
No. And all that. So, you know, that's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah. The I irony think, is. Get rid. Get I rid. do as well. I do. I think the irony is the one player that I did see that had come out and apologised was Gabriel. I don't know if you saw um, that. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Tierney as well spoke quite harshly of the team afterwards as well, I think. Um, and he said it's just not good enough. What do you make of, um, and it may be in our question, so we might be covering something early, but what do you make of calls to, I'm going I'm to phrase this in such a way, but remove the burden of the captaincy from Aubameyang, leave him just to score goals and, and not have to worry about protecting the team or whatever. And, and then if that is something that you would agree with doing, who would you then give the captaincy to? And if you say Xhaka, well, I'm ending this podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> no chance, no chance. But um, it's it's got to be KT for me. He's the boy. He's one of the first names on the team sheet. I think he, you know, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He gives his all, and. Uh, I think he gets it. He knows what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's old school. He's a bit old school, isn't he? I, I yeah. Like that. He's, he's uh, uh, mature beyond his age, isn't he? He's mature beyond I, his age. I, I think if he was given the armband, that he would let players know that he's not happy about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they listen to him or not, you know. I mean, I can't see some of them, you know, you just don't know, do you? No, but do you know what? It's like you read my mind because I would have said KT and I think the same thing. He he um, carries himself like he's been playing for, you know, 10 years at the top level mm. and he's still, what, 22, 21, whatever. But then I think, you know mm. what? And I'm not saying he was the best captain, but Fabregas was captain of Arsenal at a young age and he was a lead-by-example kind of player. I think KT wouldn't mind telling the most expensive paid players at Arsenal your shit, pull your socks up. That's not good enough. That's not how I want us to be in this team. I, I, I think he'd be a great captain. I just don't think changing a captain mid-season is good for that captain, unfortunately. And the yeah. other thing is, I've never agreed with having, or I've never liked having a striker as a captain, which I think we've spoken about before. I, I just don't like it. I felt like Henri was less of a striker almost when he became captain. Yeah. You know, yeah. something else. Oh, I agree, yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting points. Interesting points. Right. Should we do these questions? Yeah, let's do it. Because, you know, the listeners are the heartbeat of the show and we are merely conveying the messages they want us to. Right, I'll go first. We've got one from the guys at For the Love of Lists podcasts. Go check them out at FTLOL podcast. Damn, this is one hell of a, a question. It pulls on the old heartstrings. Diddley, if you could bring in one player from the last season at Highbury to pick this side, uh, sorry, to, to this side, who would you pick? So who wow. from that, that last season at Highbury? Still some stellar names in that in that team. You know, think about, uh, I guess, what our biggest needs are right now. Who do you think you would go for? We can only have one. We can only have one. The guys, you know, they're like a list, but uh, on the list is only one for us. But, you know, we'll go for one each and then we've got two, I suppose. Oh, one each. 
Well, look, I think we've got big problems in the centre of midfield, so I would go for... It's not going to be the most popular decision, but Cesc Fabregas for me. Yeah, creativity. Yeah, and like you said, someone that is... A, he was a leader, I thought, and definitely led by uh, example. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while he wasn't successful, he didn't, didn't win anything with us, really, so... But yeah, I still think uh, he'd, he's be, still, he'd be someone yeah. that would add something to this yeah. to this side. He's um, head and shoulders above what we got at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. What about you? I mean, there's some crazy names on there. There is. Um, and uh, the player I'm going to choose, I think, um, and I don't even care that it was his last season with us. I'm going to go with Dennis Burkamp. And the reason I'm going to go Dennis Burkham is even in his final years, he was better than anything that we've got at the moment. His creativity yeah. is unmatched, I think. And uh, I could just see him using Aubameyang in the same way that uh, he played with Henri. You know, mm. killer pass and someone to run onto it with speed. You know, that, that was a dream partnership. And also with, with Burkham, the one thing I remember hearing about when he first joined Arsenal was that everyone was like, God, this guy's a real professional. We need to raise our standards to be at that level if we want to be that good. And I think that's what our whole squad needs, really. Probably KT aside, because we just picked him up. Um, you know, the majority of our squad need to have a good look at themselves and think, is this good enough? You know, so good question. That's a really tough question, but they would, that would be my yeah. answer and that would be yours. I mean, some of the names, you know, we could have had Perez, uh, Reyes, yeah. uh, so I mean, there's a lot of uh, people that would have Lauren, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, well, that guy was <laughs> to a To take, uh, take the right back place. Um, yeah. Real strong character. Yeah. Pascal Segan, <laughs> absolute legend. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, good question. That is a very good question. You got one for us, did Right, you? yeah. Uh, I'll go next, shall I? Why not? Uh, one. Uh, Janice Brown at Janice B7209 There you go. <laughs> I know you like those ones. I do. I do. She, he says, she says, another shocking performance. What the hell was Shaka thinking? I don't know. What was he thinking? Just about himself, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've done a lot of Xhaka talk, but it's hard to not talk about Xhaka, given what he did. Do you know what else as well? The thing I find really infuriating is five years ago, if you wanted to do that, you might have got away with it a bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's no flipping escape. So what in God's name are you thinking? You know, if, if you're acting like that, you know the consequences because there's cameras everywhere. It's like anger management or something, surely. I mean, it's not the first time he's done something stupid. Let alone, you know, with the guy just doesn't learn. He, he no. must be just have a brain the size of a walnut. I, I don't know. He's just he's so dumb, isn't it? It just doesn't make sense. He's experienced. He's got. Yeah. 
loads of international caps. He's um, you know he captains his country, doesn't he? I think. And yeah, I believe you so. know he's played a lot of Premier League games, and he's just learnt nothing, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, think? I just do you think he'll play again? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even hesitating at that. I think he will because. You know, Arteta seems to like something about what he does. And when he's playing well, he's actually very effective with the ball. But he has more bad games than good games, you know. Um, He's 28 years old. He's not a kid. No. You don't act like that. That's Yeah, I mean, just my opinion, of course. But, yeah, I don't know. He's an idiot, isn't he? Let's be honest. All right. Probably the best name on Twitter it's Jaka Laka Ding Dong, uh, who is at Ding Dong Laka. I mean, you should, <laughs> you should like copyright that or something. It's awesome. I love it. He says, why is the club wasting time trusting Arteta? The longer they wait to sack him, the worse off the club will be. Yeah, this is uh, it's an interesting point. It's an interesting it point. It is. And, you know, like I said, the way I'm feeling, it's... It's getting harder and harder to to defend Arteta to yeah. to, to stick up for him and, and say he's the right man for the job when yeah. you know you look at the results they're not good no. where we are I can't it's hard to see how it's got so bad so quickly but yeah I um I saw something today that said about you know oh we should sack we should sack Arteta who would we bring in what about this person? What about that person? And, and there's some examples given um, whereby uh, Pochettino went to Spurs when they were free falling in the same way we are, and they sacked. Uh, was it Harry Redknapp he took over from? I think it may have been. And they sacked him. Or was it AVP? I don't know. But anyway, they sacked whoever it was and brought in Pochettino at a similar sort of time, and he managed to get a reaction out of the team and propel them back up the the league. Uh, and then there was another example who, again, I forget who it was. Um, but I, I guess the moral of the story is, do you stick or twist? Because a lot of the people that do tend to uh, twist have done quite well with it. Obviously, that's not always the case. Yeah. We're in that precarious position, mate. It would soon be Sam Allardyce time. <laughs> yeah, it is a, it's a difficult time to, you know, it's like you say stick or twist uh for me the cronkies have put all their eggs in one basket and they don't want egg on their face uh, do they so yeah. i think they'll stick personally uh they need to back him in january really if they are going to stick with him because he needs help on the pitch yeah um get a few of those guys out that aren't playing that are just wasting time and, and energy and bad vibes at the club get them out and, and fingers crossed you know you just got a hope really yeah um, yeah but yeah i get i get where he's coming from because you could quite easily say look it's it's not working but i just think you're just gonna have a little boost for a bit um, that sort of new manager bounce, and then it's just going to go back to how it was because those players yeah. will still be there. Yeah, exactly. Um, talking of different managers, I mean, if that does happen, we were linked with um, 
we were linked with Carlo Ancelotti before, who went to Everton, and mm. then we oh, chose. No thanks. Yeah, and then we chose Arteta. Um, and whilst we won two trophies, he's done quite well at Everton, respectively. Um, but the the names that are being banded about this time round are Allegri, who was spoken about before, um, Pochettino himself, because he did pretty well. Um, they're they're probably the two front runners that I feel, and actually Henri Thierry Henri as well was a name that he needs to come back. Uh, Patrick Vieira beforehand as well. So you know we've got all these names. You've got sort of the super experienced in Allegri. You've got the middle guy, I guess, in Poch, and then you've still got relatively young unknowns, which are not that much more experienced than our current manager. So who would be your choice if you had to choose today a new manager? Of those names that you've just given me? No, of any. Any manager that's available. Uh, I don't, I can't really think of anyone. Um, There's no no big inspiring, oh, I'd love to have them. Uh, none of the ones you... I just don't see what difference it makes. Yeah. Yeah. Let the, me ask you the, the killer club. question. If we'd have gone for Mourinho, because we were linked with him at the time as well, would he have got a better tune out of this squad? No. No. I mean, that, that answers that question, I guess, doesn't it? Uh, I mean... Marina, you know, some of these coaches just go around, they, they spend the money to get him who they want to get their style of play that they want. Mourinho's style of play is not for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. Um, I don't care if they're top, top of the league. Huh? Is it better than we're, we're watching now, though? No. Okay. Is it? No, I don't think so. But it's effective. We're we're playing shit football and not being effective. We're playing shit football in the top of the league. Okay, yeah, there I, is I'm, that. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Yeah, I I just I I don't see any names out there. No, really. Um, I, I don't. You know, Terry Henry hasn't as as much of a legend that he is. He hasn't done anything to to warrant. That. The job, Vieira hasn't really done much no. either. Um, Pochettino, you know, made Spurs competitive. Ultimately, they didn't win anything. Yeah. Um, you know, to be fair to Arteta, he has won something already. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, that's the the be all and end all, and and that's why he's. It's probably why he's still in a job. Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, that bought him some time, hasn't it? Because it shows it, that he can do it. It, it would. It, don't, it buys any. Yeah. He got. Yeah. You know, I, I do. I still think the players are playing for him. Um, maybe not all of them. Especially after what he said, I still think that that's definitely had some sort of impact about wanting uh, four or five players to get the team where he wants it to be. And I think the players not playing for him, they know who they are because they know they're not doing the business. Yeah. yeah. And I think Shaq is one of them. Even though he gets picked, I think he's one of them. 
but yeah, managers. I don't know. There, there's a there's one in Germany, isn't there? It's, but again, he's quite young. Is it Julian Nagelsmann? Yeah, yeah. Just off the top of my head, I think he's he's supposed to be quite yeah good forward thinking, uh, good with young players, which is you know something. Is he the light for us manager? Yeah, I'm sure. He was at Hoffenheim, and then he went to Leipzig, and obviously yeah, they're in yeah, the Champions League quarters or whatever it is now. But why would yeah. he come to us right now? Because I was thinking that amazing as it is to have Leipzig in the Champions League quarterfinal, Leipzig have been going since like 2006 or something. Arsenal was Arsenal, you know, it's a different knock, different knock FC. That's who we are. So. I think it's yeah. the challenge, isn't it? It's the challenge of being able to turn a sleeping giant back into its former glory. That's one hell of a, a boost on your CV, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. at some point, if you manage to turn something like that around, at some point, a Real Madrid, a Barcelona are going to go through their cycle of not winning something and you're you're going to be top of their list again, aren't you? So, okay. There's a couple more questions here. Do you want to read another one out, mate? No. Okay. Should we do it anyway? <laughs> yeah, go on. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. As but I said, we've got our friend in Stephen. the shining light. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go on. Stephen at Cannon Chatter, uh, our old uh, friend. At this point, lads, he says I should just be coming on for a weekly spot. <laughs> and his comment is simply this. We are Arsenal Football Club. We are different. We will come again. There you go. He knows. He knows. He, he knows something we don't. That's it. The, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, for the one thing I think on that point is that I can't imagine the Cronkies will allow their investment, because that's what it is to them, to depreciate that badly, surely. And they put their hands in their pocket for Thomas Party. Uh, in the summer, maybe they're going to realise what shit situation we're in, and uh, put their hands in their pocket again for the January transfer window. I mean, that would be the real Christmas miracle, and it's one that we all want. Mm. the The problem we've got is, are we too are we too um, much of a risk for certain players to want to come to us? You know. If they're currently playing for a Champions League team, do they want to come and fight for a relegation battle at the bottom of the the Prem? Yeah. I already got reservations be, over party staying. It's going to be difficult. Um, I mean, if you look at before we even get to January, I know it's sort of deals sort of probably starting now, right? Getting the the wheels in motion mm. um, with players if 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 they are going to look to bring anyone in. Um, but if he if we lose the next you know if we lose to Southampton and then we're away at Everton which yeah. is easy yeah. you know if we lose that how much more time can you give someone and yeah, lost, yeah, at that point will be nine matches I think he'll the rock, don't you? yeah uh, I think he's gonna be in trouble um, yeah and and then you know. And again, so if, we're still not scoring goals. We haven't scored a goal from open play for God knows how long. Well, I can guarantee you there's no contingency plan. Yeah. They're not looked at, you know, we're talking about 
managers and we don't want him out but you know are they thinking about that are they did they have someone in mind probably not Steve Bowles who's even going to make the decision <laughs> Per Medsaka that's who they'll get him well, it'll be something it probably like, will be yeah it'll be something yeah, like that they'll probably bring, bring Freddie back I don't yeah. think he's got a job yet uh, Christ uh, I've got another question here go on then just because you're talking about transfers uh, they AFC bin man at Trash McNish. He actually asked three questions. Uh, but number three says, to name just one, our one player is not a solution. How many signings does Arteta need this window? Damn, that's a good question. Uh, okay, let's have a think about this. I think for all its faults, defensively, I think we can make it through to the end of the season. I know he's keen on another centre-back apparently, but... I think if he plays the right players in the right positions, I think defensively we could get away with getting through to the end of the season. We didn't start the first few games of the season with the best defensive record in the league for nothing. It's there. Um, just need to play the right personnel in the right formation and be willing to drop the likes of Bellerin for a few games if it means someone like Ainsley Maitland-Niles gets in, if that's the position he needs to play him in. I think we still need reinforcements in midfield. Uh so Elneny did a great job. Party's injured for at least a month, if not two. So you can count him out for a little while. Is there a decent replacement to come in? Again, maybe Ainsley Maitland-Niles. But if we're being completely honest, if we had the money, would we go and buy a better player? Yeah, probably. So I'm going to say three. A midfielder. A, an attacking midfielder, because creativity is definitely an issue. And I think we need another striker. Yeah, I, I can't see us bringing three players in. I can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I can't. Um, I, I would take two. Uh, in what position? Know, a creative type, our and another midfielder. I just, I think we're short in midfield. Yeah. The quality's not there, and then you know, we don't have to play Shaka so much, if yeah. at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, he yeah. asks two other questions. Should we go through them quickly? He does, I mean, yeah. I feel like take long. Go on. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about uh, what number one on that list, if you want to do that. So he says, tell me I'm wrong. Belogan deserves first-team football over Nketiah. Uh, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> because I think Nketiah has actually done okay since he's come in. Do I think Belogan deserves a chance? Yes. Do I think it's over Nketiah? Not necessarily. Yeah, they, they seem to be, there's a debate about... One or the other. One or the other. You know, like they're up against each other for a spot in the team. But Lacazette's not been offered a new, new contract, right? Um, yeah. He could well be off this summer, if not January. Yeah. Um. And Ketia has done well. He's he's scoring goals. I do think Balogun offers a little more variety than yeah. Eddie. That's it. They're different uh, players. They are different different players. And Ketia is very much box in the box. You yeah, know, penalty area striker. That's how he gets his goals. Whereas Balogun looks like he can do a bit with his left, do a bit with his right, score outside Eight. the box, yeah. inside the box, 
you know, he, he's got good movement. He finds spaces. Yeah. He's always looking to to run into channels and, and play off the last defender. He can come short as well. He's quite more, he's great. more impo- imposing. Yeah. And great goal in, in midweek against in midweek. Football, yeah, it? yeah. Which, you know, we haven't spoken about midweek. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he, he de- yeah, I, I agree. He deserves a chance, but I think Eddie and Ketty is our top scorer this season. So yeah. Just on, I mean, he doesn't deserve a chance as well. No, exactly. Well, you know? Exactly, and just on Belogan, I mean, the the rumour is, he well, Arteta came out and said, uh, when he was asked about his transfer contract situation, sorry, he said, uh, what's going on? And he says, I'm confident he's going to sign, he's told me he wants to stay here. And yeah. there's rumour coming out that he's not going to sign, and Liverpool are going to try and get him on a freebie. Now, whether that's uh, media talk or not, I don't know, but, you know, would you want to go to the current Premier League champions over your struggling team where you can't get in? I don't know, you have to ask him that. Well, yeah, maybe, but is he going to play there as much? Probably yeah, not. Probably not. The trouble is, people see, you know, they, you know, you watch these young players, and they are good players, um, but the level that we're seeing them play at, the teams that they're playing against, they're, they're League One. Yeah. yeah. You know, at best, like Dundalk, they're League One level <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but that, that in your face. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is yeah you know they do look good that's you know our players are technically better that's why they play for Arsenal um but they're still not a, if you put them in the the league side they do need that experience yeah around them to balance it out you can't just throw them all in and say you know I'm done I'm done with that player I'm done with that player I think one or two yes sure but you know for for someone to come in and, and lead the line of attack at 18 at 21 yeah not in this a, day and age of the Premier League is it it's, it's a big big ask yeah, yeah. you've got yeah. to be really special and that's why Sacco is really special yeah, he's he's the one. Maybe Martinelli is the other one. Yeah, that we've got that that age group where they're just that extra bit special. I think. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, quickly go over a second question: Should Jacker receive the same treatment as Guendouzi and be exiled? We spoke about that briefly. What do you think? Yeah. Good. Good All night. Right. That's that See one done. <laughs> <laughs> That's that one done. Uh, and I think uh, this one just is quite funny. Uh, this is AFC James hyphen New York Giants are winning the Super Bowl, which is never going to happen, dude. Uh, this is <laughs> Tesco Tierney. And he says, when's it going to end, Robbie? Um, in the next two games, quite possibly, if it doesn't work out well. Who's Robbie? Uh, I think from AFTV, isn't he? I think it's a, oh, right. Well, you've got the wrong podcast, bro. You have got the wrong podcast. We don't F and Jeff as much as that, but um, yeah. So, okay. Well, that's that game. Talks to death. Um, we've literally just very, very briefly spoken about the Dundalk game. There's not an awful lot to talk about, I guess. It guarantees our qualification as 100% winners. Yeah. Um, Which is not to be sniffed at. It's not. 
even not. though they're lesser opposition, I think uh, the young players have done really well. It's it's encouraging, isn't it? And that's why people are talking. They're debating, you know, sh- are these guys should they be in the first team or not? Yeah. And do you, um, who who do you think has um been the one to grasp that opportunity and say me I'm good enough put me into the league games or or has anyone I mean has it just been a collective effort maybe yeah yeah it's it's difficult to maybe pick one Uh, Joe Willock's been fairly consistent I think yeah um where he fits into the RT the first team I, I, I don't quite know um uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just to me, myself. I got a joke in my head. Go on. Yeah, uh, Emil Smith Rowe is the one. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. That can help make a bit of a difference, but he's coming back from injury, and you know that yeah. was his first start, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, he looked good. There's um, um I think... there's one player, Europa League player, looks quite good. It's um, Nicholas Pepe. I think he's oh, decent oh, on the yeah, first yeah. team. <laughs> Oh, yeah, look, he's he's back for Southampton, so he's got to start, hasn't he? Yeah, if he doesn't start over, think, over William, yeah. Yeah, I think if he doesn't, then Arteta's kind of got asking everything. Cut. Yeah, he's asking for it, isn't he? He's got everything yeah. that he deserves. Um, not, not that Pepe will make the difference, but... I just don't see how you can warrant putting someone in based on those performances. Yeah, someone who's struggling given. for confidence and struggle, someone who's who's not doing great performance-wise versus someone that's eager to get back into the first team and mm-hmm. prove his worth again and, OK, I want to take my chance again and I've done well in the Europa League. I mean, William's been thrown into the Europa League games and he's still not done anything there, is he? It's not as if it's just in the Premier League. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's had yeah. more than enough chances. Maybe take him out the firing line for a bit and let him come back with a bit more hunger. Yeah, um, yeah. but as you say, brilliant to see Emil Smith Rowe play. And if I'm not mistaken, he actually got a goal that night, didn't he? Um, which was uh, which was good. Yeah, he too. got an assist. He got an assist. Yeah. He Maybe I got it wrong. Uh, was that the previous game? He didn't play the previous game. I thought. Uh, he, he came on previous right. game and got an assist in that as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, two and two. Um, good. All right. Anything else you want to talk about that? I mean, we haven't got to play uh, Europa League football for a little while because as I say, no, so um, we'll cover the Benfica Europe. game a bit closer to it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Anything else you want to cover this week, mate? Um, well, uh, no fans going to be in for the Southampton game now because of uh, the new tier, I think, three. Uh, tier three in in London. So that's a bit of a let off, I think, for Arteta. <laughs> yeah, we're not Don't taking away. Yeah, we're not taking a twelfth man away, are we? It's not as if we're adding anything. I said earlier it was no. quiet in the Emirates, and it was it was so bad they didn't boo until right at the end. You know. Um, so yeah, I think that's a bit of a let off really, which is uh, could be a blessing in disguise. Mm. 
Um, uh, that's it from me, I think. Yeah, the only the only other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, transfer related potentially. Oh. I'm surprised we didn't get a question on this. What is going on with William Saliba? Because I'm mm. here again. The rumours I've seen are conflicted. In one breath, it's he was not needed at the club and they want to get rid of him, and in the other breath, it's uh, I want to go to a Premier League club to get some experience so that I'm ready to play for Arsenal. I feel like someone needs to come out and actually give a bit of clarity on that. Well, from what I I understand is he'll be loaned out in January. Um, I'm not sure where. I presume sent Etienne again. But yeah. Yeah, it's not like he's not he's not wanted or not needed. Um, I just think he needs to be playing every week. He's missed six months of first team football, hasn't he? Yeah. It's, yeah. Strange. I can't get my head around that. No, I just think it's probably down to one Arteta making a bad decision on it, thinking maybe this guy is a bit too young, a bit too fresh, and and new to the league to just chuck him in the squad. And the fact that we've got such a bloated squad full of, you know, what, eight, nine defenders, centre-backs alone. Um, What, you can't find space for him, though, over... Well, yeah, this is it. Why you wouldn't? Alan Chambers, who's just come back from injury. Because I I guess he's just looking at the here and now and, and... was pinning his hopes on these experienced players to that he could rely on them, and they've yeah. let down. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I'm not mistaken in saying in January you can change your or resubmit your um, well, Premier League squad because obviously if you have new signings come in, I thought you could. Yeah. So, I wonder. I think mm. I know the answer, but I wonder whether that might be an opportunity for him to say, you know what. Come into the first team fold. I don't well, it think would be it will, for me, but it would be. I, I, yeah, would be for me. I just don't think he will. But um, I mean, I don't know how good he is, but he's obviously been bought with, you know, the potential that he is going to be a top class. You know, just he doesn't have to play every week, but have him in and around and give him minutes. Surely he's better than than not doing it. And yeah, we. Why would you? play someone that's got no future at the club over someone that has and is yeah. the future of the club yeah nice very profound very good thank you thank you <laughs> all right we're going to leave on that high note um yeah uh right Just, so i'm trying to think of other positives mate but um, not our goal got one. oh yes over to you for our, I think I you're going to say it. Is this uh, snow is falling all around us? It's obviously uh, nearly Christmas. Is that what we're Christmas talking about? Is coming. So we have got a big Christmas competition that we spoke about last week, which is you going could to say, be... sh- Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Shakalaka, ding dong, merrily on high, couldn't you? That's, uh... <laughs> Brilliant. There you go. If you're listening, Shakalaka, ding dong, that's just for you. On right, so from Monday next week, uh, the t- you're loving that, you're loving your own work there. Um, 
from the 20th of December, we will be starting our Christmas competition, the five days of Christmas, where you have five days to enter our competition via Twitter to win an Arsenal prize bundle, Woo. Um, which is just a, a collective mix of Arsenal goodies from the modern era and yesteryear. Oh, that's some nostalgia to it. Um, you know, from when we used to be good. Might be worse than one day, who knows? So, yeah, make sure you check that out on Twitter. Full details coming next Monday, but uh, an exclusive chance to win lots of Arsenal goodies. Does that sound about right, Diddley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't get your hopes up right, when you receive the package. <laughs> <laughs> it's in keeping with our league position this year, you know. If Arsenal Very good, much so. Yeah. If Arsenal are good next year, you get a better gift. Is that what you're saying? You get a better prize. Yeah, you know, maybe if we had a sponsor, we could afford a better prize. But yeah, this is out of our our own houses, our own pockets. That's true. That is absolutely, that's absolutely true. From us to you. So, so you know, if you know anyone that wants to reach lots of Arsenal fans via the medium of podcasting, then do get in touch. You know our Twitter handle. At Blast Arsenal Pod. There you go. Uh, right, I think that's everything for this week, mate. We've told them where to find us. We've we've you know dissected that um, disaster, and hopefully this time next week, which we seem to say every week, we'll be talking with a much more positive frame of mind, having beaten Southampton and Everton. And if not, we'll be looking moved for an up to moved up to fifteenth position. Yeah, whatever it is, fourteenth yeah, for the minute. Yeah, for fourteenth. Yeah. Right, it's a goodbye from me and Diddley. It's a goodbye from me. It is. Take care, guys. We'll catch you soon. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.